depression, anxiety, talk about it with me. Strange brain, same page, safe place, therapy is great, and this ain't the same. But we're crying behind sunglasses anyway. Crying behind sunglasses. Hey, 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 Sunnies. I'm Katie Dahl, and welcome to Crying Behind Sunglasses, a mental health podcast for cool people. Um, This podcast is not meant to be a substitute for therapy or medical advice. Shockingly, I know that you probably tuned into this because you thought it was the WebMD podcast, but I am not a doctor. I'm just a person who's very passionate about mental health. And I want to make you laugh. I want to make you feel less alone. So here we are. And... And yeah, I've really been enjoying this journey of starting this podcast because it's forced me to hold myself accountable for my own mental health journey. I really can't ignore it because I'm talking about it and thinking about it all the time. It really helps me to share about my journey either here or on social media because I have to force myself to be very honest in my self-reflection and in what I'm sharing. Otherwise, I feel guilty. I feel like it's my responsibility to y'all to actually practice what I preach. So I guess that's a cool side effect of (laughs) what's happening here. But um, speaking of side effects and in the interest of being totally honest, because fuck it, we got to destigmatize the conversations around these things. I have been having a lot of issues with my medication. So I was taking um, Ativan as needed, and I've been taking it for years, and it was fine. It was kind of the nuclear option for my anxiety, you know? Like, if all of my other techniques that I try don't work and I feel like I'm about to have a panic attack, then I can have one of those and be like, okay, cool. This pill is going to do the heavy lifting for me. It's going to get me out of that panic state, and I'll be able to breathe, right? So then... Isolation came around and suddenly everything is triggering me every day, (laughs) which makes me sound and feel like such a fucking snowflake to say that, that word triggered. I wish there was a better word, but it's fine. And so then I started taking it like, I don't know, a few times a week. And it turns out that at least for me, that's just not going to fly because at first I was like, oh, great. I'm feeling great all the time. But then what I realized is um, I would feel good on the days I took it. I'd feel amazing. And then on the days that I didn't take it, I would feel even shittier. Like I had this rebound anxiety. Did y'all know that rebound anxiety is a thing? Look it up. Apparently, uh This is something that happens with a lot of people who are taking benzodiazepines where you feel really good on the days that you take it and then on the days you don't take it, it kind of exacerbates your symptoms. Anyway, so I didn't like that and I called my doctor and which I would definitely recommend to do. Uh, I'm going to share some tips on how to deal with medication changes in a second. But I called him and he was like, okay, let's step you down. Why don't you just try taking a half dose at the same frequency for a little while? And then eventually we'll get you off of it and get you onto something new, right? So I thought, okay, that sounds very reasonable. So I start taking the half dose at the same frequency of um, the Ativan. And all of a sudden, my body just feels like garbage. Like the moods are more stable. I don't feel that same roller coaster emotionally, but I had a two full weeks where I just felt nauseated, had all these digestive symptoms. I had no idea that 
psych meds could really impact you physically in your body in that way. And I mean, I hate feeling like a guinea pig, but it is a good thing to learn, I guess. But I posted about it in our private support group, and I was really happy to see that I'm not alone. This is normal. So if you're going through a medication change or trying to come off of a medication and you start having a lot of physical symptoms, um, look it up. It's normal. And I have some tips to deal with it because I am now on the other side of it. Uh, my body has finally calmed down <laughs> and my doctor also helped me to figure out a different treatment option that doesn't involve me feeling like I'm going to throw up all day every day. So here are some tips. If you are dealing with a medication change or you're just feeling like shit because you're trying to adjust to a new medication, track your symptoms and listen to your body. You know, it's good to write down every single day how you're feeling so that you can see if you're having any improvement or if things are getting worse. Also, be patient. I couldn't work out at all for 10 days and I had to do the brat diet. I have been doing, you know, high protein with mostly a lot of veggies for years to try and stay in shape. And I purchased a loaf of bread to keep in my own home for the first time in years. So... <laughs> I had to humble myself. I know it sounds so, so LA and so dumb, but uh, forever I've been thinking that carbs are the devil and it turns out that right now they're kind of what I need to be able to settle my stomach. Um, I mean, I even tried to do a workout video yesterday and only got through seven minutes before I felt like throwing up. So, you know, you gotta be patient. Also, you have to remember that feelings aren't facts. Your moods can be tough to regulate if you are coming off of a medication or starting a new medication, but you have to realize that your brain is just recalibrating itself and it's not every single thought is something that is true. Not every single feeling that you're having is something that is valid. Um, you know, just it, I would say when there's a new thought or a new emotion that comes into your head, figure out how to listen to it and then also kind of detach from it and realize that you're in a period of transition. So yeah, and talk to your doctor. Always talk to your doctor and stay away from caffeine, alcohol, or other things that are going to mess with your system too much. You want to be able to kind of, for lack of a better word, detox and just focus on whatever uh, chemical changes are happening in your body due to the medication, not due to other things that you're adding into your body during that time. So anyway, I, I hope that was helpful to someone. I, I just felt like it was really important to talk about it because I didn't realize how much adjusting from medication to medication could really wreak havoc on your body. Um, I thought it was just a brain thing, but it's it's all connected, babies. It's all connected. So anyway, we should get to this episode, shouldn't we? I mean, are you tired of hearing me talk about my pills? You probably are. It's fine. You're here. Today on the episode, we have one of my dear friends, Leah Knauer, and the, our talk was so great. Apparently, I'm a witch. Uh, she hosts a podcast called Basic Witches, which uh, we'll talk about more in the episode. And we got into a lot of interesting topics about how to build your confidence, how she used witchcraft to deal with her depression and anxiety. And we also tried to talk about how 
society just tries to body shame women so much and how reclaiming your body and saying, fuck it, this is what I look like can be a very empowering stance. So yeah, it's a great listen. And um, after the show, after you're done listening, anything that you hear on the show, whether it's a book or TV show or whatever, uh, we have all of that in the episode guide on cryingbehindpod.com. And our Instagram, our Twitter is at cryingbehindpod. And our private Facebook support group is facebook.com slash groups slash cryingbehindpod. Um, it's a great community. We have all kinds of people in there who are ready to support you. And we've even got a weekly Zoom call, which you can check out on um, the Instagram and everything. So, yeah, without further ado, enjoy. Today on the show, we have a good friend of mine, Leah Knauer, and I know her through us being on an improv team together where we do each other's voices. I don't know. Maybe we'll get into the explaining it later, but it's fun. Uh, the team is called Dubset. We play at the Pack Theater, at least when the theater was open. We'll see what happens after the apocalypse. She also has a podcast called Basic Witches, and they explore spirituality, witchcraft, tarot card readings, all kinds of cool stuff. Leah is an actress. She does art projects. Uh, and one of my favorite things she did, actually, is that she tweeted at Kevin Smith for 278 days straight because she wanted to get a role in Mallrats 2. And, you know, if that's not persistence, then I don't know what is. I really admire the shit out of that. And she actually was able to get through to Kevin Smith after 278 days of hysterical tweets. And they didn't really give her a role in Mallrats 2 because I don't know if they ended up making it, but she got a role in Jay and Silent Bob reboot. So... I, I think she won. She won the internet. Uh, anyway, welcome to the show, <laughs> Leah Knauer. Hearing you say it back, I'm like, wow, I am a crazy person. No, no, you're no, not at all crazy. Strong okay. disagree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Well, actually, I would say it's almost like that silly um, in Alice in Wonderland that like the only ones for me are the mad mm. ones. I've yeah. always been a little mad. There you go. That's why you're on the show. That's why you're That's on a show that's about mental, mental health. health. Uh, <laughs> Shit. Oh, no. Do you, know, you need to leave? I'm sorry. Did you mean, did you mean to come no, up to a podcast that's about it's something important else? to talk about. <laughs> I thought this was um, a sunglasses so, podcast. I thought we were going to be talking about Ray-Bans. Oh, yeah. Uh, so sorry. That's uh, two doors down on the mm, right. Okay. Thank you. So, uh, yeah, sorry about that. That was just, just kind of a mix up. Uh, <laughs> so in light of that, I love the banter, right? Ray, 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 oh, wait, Ray banter too much. This is great. I knew if I invited you on the podcast that we would just start doing bits and people, <laughs> just <do> riffs. No <laughs> conversation. and people would just be like, Katie, I thought that you were going to discuss depression and anxiety and brain things. And instead you're just fucking around with your friends. Hey, that's quit. important though for your mental health. <laughs> no, it is. it's important to have fun with your friends and just not take things too seriously. Yeah, well, that's the whole, and that's actually encapsulates the whole reason why I started the show is that I, I wanted to start a podcast, but 
all of the mental health podcasts and self-health podcasts that are out there, a lot of them do take themselves too seriously. And for me, with anxiety or feeling bad or whatever, the main way that I am able to get over it is by laughing. You know, that's that's why we do comedy. That's why we like to just like zone out and binge our favorite sitcoms. I feel like that about my podcast, Basic Witches, because uh, I feel like spirituality is usually talked about like very seriously. You don't make jokes. You can't make fun of things. But it's like, no, like there's a lot of things to laugh about in life. And you can be spiritual and dark and make dark jokes and like all that kind yeah. of stuff. Yeah. No, like it's yin and yang. It's yin and yang. Like it's hysterical if I'm in the middle of a panic attack and suddenly for some reason, the only way that I'm going to feel better is by lying face down on the floor. Like if anyone walked in on me while I was doing that, they'd be like, what are you doing? That trend is way over. (laughs) I'm planking. Yeah, I guess planking is my coping mechanism sometimes. (laughs) Whatever works. You know, whatever works. Um, So I guess I wasn't really sure where to start because you said you were a complete open book. Uh, so maybe we'll just start with where you're at today. When you woke up this morning, do you have a self-care morning routine? Um, I do. It's kind of new because we talk about morning rituals on Basic Witches all the time, but I'm not the best at doing them myself. Um, it was kind of inconsistent. Like Some days I would do yoga in the morning. Some days I would have coffee. Some days I would do gratitude journal, but it was never like consistent but what I've been doing for the past week and a half um first of all I've been sleeping with my phone out of my room so that when I wake up I can't even grab it to like look at social media to look at emails um because the morning time is for your brain is when your brain waves are most like zen and you're most open and aligned because is that like is that a science thing Mm mm-hmm yeah. Huh. Dr. Joe Dispenza talks about it. I just listened to um, Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself, which if you haven't listened to it or read it, it's so good. Um, but yeah, so brain waves, blah, blah, blah. Um, so sleeping with my phone out of the room. So then when I wake up in the morning, um, I try to do this higher self meditation that my confidence coach gave mm. me. I now have a confidence coach. I need one of those. It's amazing. Wait, so is the confidence coach similar to a life coach? Yeah. But she specifically focuses on building women's confidence and their self-worth and making them like aligned as hell to just live their best life. She's amazing. Wow. Can we know who this magical woman is or is she has me and fate? <laughs> what? Yasmin fate. I hope I'm Yasmin. saying her name right. Yasmin Fate. Interesting. Yeah. Okay. Well, yeah, I guess I'll have to look that up. We'll put it in the show notes. Um, if she, Does she have stuff online that people mm-hmm. can check out? Oh, yeah. Like you can just kind of look at some sort of video that'll tell you how to feel better about yourself. <laughs> I wish Maybe. it was that easy. I don't know. I, 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 well, I'm hoping it's that easy. I'm just like, okay, I'm writing this down. Like as yeah. soon as we end this call, I'll be like, okay, how can I not feel like shit when I wake up in the morning? Great. Well, a huge thing for my mental health in the past few years I'm gonna plug basic which is like this whole time because no it's okay I mean it's what you do and it's something Mm -hmm. that uh also I would argue that uh our our podcasts are like there's like a Venn diagram where we kind of meet in the middle where it's like we're Mm -hmm. we're both in kind of a self-helpy space and we're both in a humor space so wellness yeah yeah um it was gratitude gratitude is like 
so huge and every book that I read, every class that I take that's about spirituality and wellness and how to be happier, every book says gratitude. Because mm. it really centers you to like, okay, what is going well? What do I have? What amazing people are in my life? Instead of focusing on, which I tend to because I have anxiety and depression, instead of focusing on like, oh, this person has that or, oh, this happened to me, so my life sucks. Um, it's stepping into a more positive outlook on what you have. Yeah, I love that because it's so easy for you to like, but if you are scrolling through your phone and comparing yourself to other people and what they have and what you don't have, instead of looking around your apartment and saying, oh, I have this lovely breakfast that I cooked for myself. Mm -hmm. I have this cute boyfriend. Or I, I have, <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> You're so funny. You're so shy about it. It's so cute. <laughs> you just turned into like a 16 year old going, like, I do. That happens a lot. With him? <laughs> yeah. I tell him I feel like a teenager with him. It's Aww. like just so innocent and genuine and sweet. That's how you want to feel. Mm -hmm. I love that. Yeah. So we, so you, you put your phone away. Okay. My question, actually, if you have your phone not in your bedroom, do you have an alarm? That's been hard figuring out. So last night, um, I did set an alarm and I put my phone on my dresser. So at least it was like away from my bed. Mm. Um, still figuring that out. It's only been a week and a half of doing this. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> it's about like figuring out what's, what works, what doesn't work and like always being open to trying new things to, to better my life. And you're really into meditation also, right? Do you have specific, like you said you have a certain kind that you're doing from your confidence coach. Mm -hmm. How long are you meditating for? Um, well lately I've been meditating for 10 minutes, which I think is perfect amount of time. Mm -hmm. um, sometimes I'll fall asleep to guided meditations by Jason Stevenson and mm. they're incredible and so soothing. I'm just like, I'm not the best at doing it for a long time. So I've found that guided at nighttime are, they're really easy to take in and I, they help me fall asleep because I have a lot of trouble falling asleep usually. Oh, really? Like even pre-pandemic, you just are not, not a good sleeper? Mm -hmm. Well, I'm a night owl, which is why I do comedy. You know, I like come alive when it's dark. Yeah. I mean, you've got black <laughs> lipstick on. I get it. I get it. Exactly. You're a witch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get it. That's cool. I mean, yeah, I think for me, meditating was so hard when I started mm -hmm. and the guided meditation specifically, I use Insight Timer. Um, I love that app. But any app you can find where someone is talking in a soothing voice and guiding you through, it's for me, it helps me because then I it's harder to hear my own thoughts come in. Because I have totally. to act I have to actively listen to whatever this person is saying on the meditation and it it brings me in. And sometimes if they're really good, they'll say exactly what you're thinking and you're like, oh my god. God, how did you know that I was like doubting what you were saying or mm. like not thinking that I deserved what you were saying? Mm -hmm. Listen to Jason Stevenson. He's so good. <laughs> I, I wrote it down. I, yeah. Yeah. Like basically what I try to do, because I love when people give 
books or meditations or anything that's a resource for people. So I, I'm going to put all of that in the notes and then people can kind of uh, live a day in the life of Leah and just, yes. you know. Oh my God. I, I remember even like when I was little, like 10 years old, I would always go to the self-help section in Barnes and Noble. Like I've always been attracted to self-help. Really? Yeah. I think it that's says so something about my childhood. <laughs> See, well, what does it say? <laughs> I wanted help. <laughs> what did you need help with? Oh my gosh. I, you don't know where to start. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, what, where do you, what do you want me to say? If you today, Leah, like you adult Leah could say something to child Leah who is in pain, mm. what would you tell her? You're going to get through this mm. and like be easy on yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I could think because yeah. when you're a child, it, the world feels like everything is so heavy and so, and so much bigger than you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like you don't have any control, but then, yeah, I would tell her eventually you will have your own freedom and will be free of judgment. And yeah. What were you, how did you feel judged? I'm, cu- I'm curious. Um, yeah. So I grew up in a religious family. My okay. mom is daughter of a pastor. Um, so she is like, just wanted me to be that, you know? And like, I'm someone that paints dildo puns with like stoner aliens. Like, that's just not (laughs) who I am. I've never been like straight laced Christian, rural Pennsylvania girl. I like, I'm sassy. I say inappropriate things. I make a lot of jokes and just like, I don't know. So I felt like I wasn't allowed to be myself a Mm. lot growing up because I had to fit her idea of what a, a lady is. And I was not a lady. Well, I would disagree. You're my favorite kind of lady. All the things that you listed (laughs) off that you were like, this is why they don't like me. I was like, this is what I love about you. I love that you just like put on body paint and you're just out and proud on Instagram. I'm like, I wish I had that confidence. And I've come to embrace that. Like that wasn't, that wasn't easy. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I could imagine that it would be a long journey from whatever painful things you were experiencing in your mm-hmm. childhood. Um, well, especially cause like I have a very feminine body, mm-hmm. very curvy and it's, it's so weird growing up and knowing that your body is um, going to put you in a certain category and that you're going to be judged and demeaned on it when I have literally no control over like how big my boobs are. But if I wear a shirt, that's like the same cut as every other girl that's maybe not as big boobs like I get a certain amount of attention and Mm. I had to grow up with that shame that I never asked for it's just my body so just the fact that I have big boobs and I'm like body painted in a picture something that I see as beautiful to some that's controversial and I'm just like how I'm a human and that's my body and it's art I agree (laughs) And and I and I think you saying that and you owning it is that should be enough. Uh, and I, 
it's bodies are so weird, especially for women, because we are so objectified. Right. And mm. the grass is always greener. Right. Like I have I'm a I'm a member, a c- proud card carrying member of the itty bitty titty committee. <laughs> Hard to say that one more than <laughs> once without stumbling over my words. Pity yeah. in the itty titty bitty committee. Oh, shit. I messed it up, too. <laughs> I see. It's hard. It's hard. But yeah, like I'm, I'm literally a 32 or 34 A. And um, it is weird growing up either big or small, right? And you get shamed either way. We can oh, never win. Yeah. Damned if you do, damned if you don't. Right? Like, Which I, is why I've chosen to embrace just fucking doing it. Because yeah. if you're going to shame me and make me feel bad anyway, might as well live the life I want. Yes. Yes. Put that, put that <laughs> on a bumper sticker. I'm going to live the life I want. Bitch. (laughs) (laughs) I love that so much. Uh, Because we brought up the body painting a few times. I'm just curious. Was that your idea? Or like, how did that come to be? Do you have a friend who does it? Actually, yeah. Rachel, my my best friend, roommate, and podcast host, she did it first. And then I'd like always wanted to do it. But it felt like, oh, no, I, I can't do that. That's for someone else to do. And then seeing her do it, I'm like, Oh yeah, I can just do that. I don't need to wait for permission or wait for it to be a job or like wait for approval from my family because I'll probably never get that. Yeah, I can't imagine that phone call would go very well. (laughs) Well, what's funny is like I posted it and I had anxiety about posting. I'm like, oh my God, people are going to freak out. And nothing happened. My life didn't change. And it's so like, that's so reassuring to me that it's like, oh, I'm still safe, even though I did something that I thought was going to garner like a huge volatile reaction, but really was like, oh no, I'm fine. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like our brains, especially with the anxiety thing, you create these catastrophic scenarios in your head Mm -hmm. and they're usually just so far from reality. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. right but like Mm -hmm. it is easy to think like yeah you're posting a photo of yourself where you're naked but with paint on basically Mm -hmm. and you Mm -hmm. would think oh my god like what 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 did you think your parents are going to call you and disown you or something yeah yeah and what did they say anything or did they just not say anything I think like when we were together in person one time I like made a joke about it and then they're like oh yeah I saw that and it was like a quick just like kind of like a nothing I'm like Oh, cool. <laughs> yeah, I love that. Yeah, I've had, yeah. I've had similar experiences with my parents because um, they're pretty s- straight-laced and Republican, and I came out to them as liberal uh, when I registered as to vote at age 18. So <laughs> That's very brave of me. <laughs> very brave of me in that household. Uh, Was that hard? Yeah. Well, I think, like, I grew up in LA. Which, so I'm like, we're in a blue state, but my parents kind of, hang out with all the people that are like the little sprinkles of red (laughs) in our Mm -hmm. state, if that makes sense. Mm -hmm. Um, So yeah, I remember I registered to vote at a modest mouse concert. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. You're a liberal. liberal. (laughs) Okay. So the next Yeah. Yeah. No. Oh my God. I loved warp tour. Don't get me Me started. Should we do a podcast about warp tour? (laughs) I would go so hard on that. Um, But yeah, I remember I went to the Wiltern, I registered to vote at a Modest Mouse concert, and then the next day, I saw my parents at home, and I told them, I was really proud, I was like, guys, I registered to vote, and they're like, oh, honey, we're so proud of you, that's so great that you're, like, 
doing your part for this, you know, process, the politics, whatever. Um, and they're like, you registered red Republican, right? And I was like, no, actually I registered blue and their faces. They were just like, well, don't worry. Honey. When she, when she gets money, she'll come around. <laughs> I think my dad thinks that as well. Yeah. I love how you went from modest mouse to modest liberal. <laughs> modest liberal? Am I modest liberal? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, that could be interesting. So your your mom was a pastor's daughter. Mm-hmm. Is, so, And is your grandpa, is he still around? No, he oh. died when I was like 10 or so. I didn't know him very well. Okay, but your yeah. parents are still kind of like active in the church and stuff. Yeah, I mean, I really think they only go for... Easter and Christmas, which is, again, I just think there's, I don't want to put them on blast, but I just think there's so many um, hypocrisies in like religion and, and the way that I was raised, I guess. Oh, no, I hear you. I I wasn't trying to like pry about your parents. It was more, I was just curious about your journey of like, you're into witchcraft, right? And so it's like, Mm -hmm. how did you, you're obviously not raised with that. So like, but at what point in your life did you discover it? it does it help you with your mental health? Like, mm-hmm. I'm curious about that. It's a huge part of my mental health um, because witchcraft is a spirituality practice in which you make the rules based on your own intentions and boundaries. And um, like you make new goals with the moon and it's a lot about self-care. So these are all things that are just intention setting and mind mindfulness um so yeah witchcraft is a huge part of it I talking about coming coming out I like never had to come out as a liberal or really as a witch because they've like my parents has they've always known that I was feminist and um yeah just always a little different <laughs> yeah yeah I was in Pennsylvania where it's like I was telling kids in like 10th grade, I was like, don't use the word gay because that actually has a negative connotation. And then they'd be like, oh, sorry, Leah, I didn't mean to to say that word. Like, I know it hurts your feelings. It's like, no, you don't get it. It's not that it hurts my feelings. It's like, it's a bad word. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I just feel like I wasn't really understood. And then I moved to LA and I'm like, oh, I'm a hippie. Yeah. So we were talking about before, we, oh, the witchcraft and how you got into it. So some of the things that you listed are things that I do, and I don't really call myself a witch, not because I'm afraid to, just because maybe mm-hmm. I don't know as much about it. Mm-hmm. Um, was there like a person or an event in your life that got you on this journey or was it something you've been doing since you were a kid? I always thought that I was clairvoyant. Um, oh, okay. I still think, think that. <laughs> um, I would go to sports games Sports games is that what people call? Them? I would go to the, games with the sports the and the balls, with the sports and the balls with my dad, and I would literally guess the score and be right. Like at the start of the game, I would guess what the score was going to be. Um, That's wild. Yeah, and like things like that kind of just always happened. I would be singing along to the radio, and I wouldn't know a song, but I would know the words, and I just so I I was always aware of this, and then. I feel like throughout puberty, I doubted these powers and just the patriarchy in general kind of like diminished my sparkle and, and told me that, you know, what we were talking about before, like what I was and trying to put me in a box. Um, and I think 
I discovered witchcraft kind of really at the start of making the podcast with Rachel. Um, cause Rachel and I met in a UCB class and oh, that's cool. how Adele Dazeem, like that's how we all met our musical improv team. And that really like that strong female friendship, um, catapulted me into realizing I want to empower women and how powerful it is when we all lift each other up and like stop trying to fit in these fucking boxes because they don't fit anymore. And they don't serve anyone. Mm-hmm. You know, I feel like this this comes up a lot for me that this whole system of pitting women against each other, mm-hmm. not only so does it not serve it. women, it doesn't serve men either for us to all be so unhappy and unfulfilled with our lives feminism serves everyone it's like we will all live better because we will no longer have like gender norms or societal pressures to be a certain way we can just be who we are um and everyone just wants love and respect and to be seen and appreciated so let's do that (laughs) Why is it got to be so hard, though, Leah? It's very hard. It is hard. It's like, you know, I don't know why I'm whining. I just, <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually pretty happy with my station in life. I'm pretty, I'm pretty privileged. Yeah. Uh, so I think that my, my only real frustration just comes with, uh, I would say, within my interpersonal relationships with men, sometimes I find, because I am as you know, like very ambitious, very type A, very go-gettery. And some people would consider those to be masculine traits. What are your signs? Oh, you want to know my signs? Sure. Yeah. Um, I am a uh, Cancer sun and moon. Um, my l- rising is Libra. Um, oh. And okay. I can look up the rest on my phone if I pick no, it up. That makes, I think- that makes sense. Would you my, say my you're mer- emotional and sensitive homebody? You know, I fought against that for a long time. I am, but I think the reason I didn't think I was is because I'm so social. I'm very mm-hmm. extroverted. I mm-hmm. think that's the Libra in me, maybe. The Libra makes sense with like organization and go-getter because they're all about like balance and doing yeah. things, right? Interesting. Yeah, my, my Venus and my Mercury are in Leo. So that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. I love talking to friends who are into astrology and telling them my stuff. And it's always, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah I was like, I, I it had up Leo. There it is. Because I like to be the center of attention. Is that what you're trying to say? Yeah, but this is coming from a Gemini. So hi, we're sharing hi. the stage. <laughs> I know my mom is a Gemini. So Woo. I know how that goes. Fine. Wait, so you're Gemini and then what else? I'm a Gemini cancer cusp. Okay. And then so it's like... Gemini is really fun and social, but then the cancer is very emotional and sensitive and romantic. Um, And then I am Pisces moon. That's more emotions. And my rising is Capricorn. So that's the business go, go get Mm. of me. Mm -hmm. That makes sense. Mm -hmm. What's your Venus? I don't remember that. Oh, I like to think about that because I think, I mean, you tell me. Maybe actually. Ooh, you're a sexy lady. I think so. Okay. 
Mysterious, sexy in the bedroom. I'm, I'm Leo in Leo. this. So I, whatever my personal relationship is, I have to be the star. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I just, you know, it's okay. Like what I usually will tell a guy if I'm dating them is like, if you just keep giving me compliments and you keep snacks for me in your house, like mm-hmm. I'll stay around for a long time. That's so funny. I told Drew in the beginning of dating, us dating, I was like, just be nice to me and have fun. It's really that easy. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Don't be a dick. Yeah. (laughs) Pretty easy. Yeah. I love that. Um, So wait, sorry. I interrupted you to ask you your sign. You were saying that you're a type A go-getter. Oh, it's okay. No, I got really, this is the thing. We we have different thought trains. (laughs) They go in different directions. Eventually they come back. And if they don't, we can lovingly detach from whatever it was I was trying to say. Uh, no, I think what I was trying to say was that um, in friendships, not even just with men, sometimes women too, um, people can be put off by my like really ambitious type A energy and that can cause a lot of friction. Uh, I love that about you, but that's also, I think, where we connect. Is because I also like, <laughs> I love doing things, love making things. And like, I don't, I don't wait. I tweet right. for 278 days to get in their movie. <laughs> I love that. No, I also, yeah. You know what that is? That is where we connect. That's the Venn diagram of our personalities. Cause I'm like, I don't know if I'm ever going to try and paint a unicorn and sell it on the internet. I love that she does that. Okay. Uh, no, you're talented. I'm not putting you down. I love yeah. the stuff you're making. It's neon and drippy and things. People go check out her Instagram. It's fun. Thank you. Uh, you're you're a fun follow. Thank you. Appreciate Cause, that. Because sometimes you follow someone and you're like, oh, okay. Either, either a bummer or they post the same thing over mm-hmm. and over again. Like mm-hmm. the same kind of selfie, same kind of caption. You're like, okay, can you please mix it up a little bit right. and you're like yeah i'll mix you it can't up be thirsty every day i mean <laughs> thirsty can every day yeah that's true you can. and be thirsty <laughs> every day in your home but maybe don't be thirsty every day on the feed sure because then people get thirst exhaustion mm-hmm. too much water you can't you can only drink so much or you drown <laughs> drown your insides Let's let's bring it back. Let's bring it back. Another thing that really fascinates me about the way people's brains work is that everyone has a different creative process, right? Mm-hmm. So do you write also? Mm-hmm. You do. So with your writing or your painting or your drawings, how do you get yourself into that flow state? Um, usually I have, we're saying I'm clairvoyant. I like see we'll see visions of like oh my god it, whether it's like an outfit a painting a video i want to make it'll be just an instant vision of like oh that's a that's the joke or um yeah i'll just see it and then i'm like oh this is so doable um but most of it comes from or tries to come from an authentic place so for instance you talked about the unicorn i have a unicorn with a dildo on its head as the horn because I immediately saw this and I thought of the funny line, damned if I dildo, damned if I don't, because <laughs> of what we were just talking about like 20 minutes ago uh, with women. It's like, yeah, this unicorn has a dildo on its head, but it has a dildo on its head because it's like, well, fuck, if I like have sex and be a sexual person, I'm going to be shamed or sexual unicorn, I'm going to be shamed. And if I don't, I'm going to be like told that I'm a prude or whatever. So I might as well rock this fucking dildo on my head and just be loud and proud about it. 
And we should all be this horny unicorn. That's amazing. I actually, you can't see it right now, but after we get off this call, I'll show you. I have a velvet painting of a unicorn in my house. <gasps> Cute. I love unicorns. I have a lot of I have a lot of them. Yeah. You know what unicorns symbolize for me? I used to have this negative thought that being able to be a successful artist or success, successful actor was like a rainbow unicorn dream that it was not attainable for me. And the reverse of that thought that I came into believing last year was, no, you know what? I am a fucking unicorn. Yes. Not only do I deserve this unicorn dream, I am a unicorn. I'm already mm -hmm. living it. Mm -hmm. that's, a, I, that's mindset. That's the power of mindset. Yeah, I love I mantras. Like, yeah. I feel like you are a witch, Katie. <laughs> Wait, so... Okay, but like, how does one know? Okay, uh, is there going to be like a BuzzFeed quiz, like 10 signs that you are a witch? I mean, I'm sure that exists. There is no one that is going to certify you or tell you that you are a witch. It's something that you have to identify yourself. Okay. Um, on our show, we, because there's all kinds of different definitions, we think it's an empowered person. Okay. So that can be a woman, man, something in between, doesn't matter. Um, as long as they align with like the idea of the world is a beautiful place and we can make it a heaven on earth if we um, take care of ourselves and take care of each other. Huh. Okay. Yeah. That's such a different definition than I thought because I thought which meant like you are a part of a Wiccan religion. No, actually okay. we have like a first generation witch book, witchcraft book that it def it's so fascinating because it's so just like it all ties back to the patriarchy and Christianity and when that came into Western civilization with like women becoming property basically is when all this so this book defines a witch as um, a person usually a woman that that it was something like something as as absurd as like uh, that dances at night dresses up um, without a man's like approval, just insane stuff. They're like, Oh, so you mean she's just like an autonomous woman in the world? Okay, fine. I'm a fucking witch. Like, I mean, she sounds like a fun time. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. She just and and goes out at night and doesn't have to answer to any man. Like, <laughs> exactly. okay, let's go dance. But the witches that were persecuted back then, and those were LGBTQ men yeah. and women, and a lot of women mostly, um, they were persecuted for going against the grain of societal norms, whether they were like lesbian or maybe they weren't married. So they were like the, the crone, the witch of the neighborhood. It's like, no, she was just a woman who lived with cats. And like, maybe she used herbal medicines, but she wasn't hurting anyone. That's not hurting anyone. Yeah. So they were like blamed of being these certain things just because they were people not following society's rules of what they wanted women to be well so, yeah which can be defined in so many different ways but we think an empowered person well th that's definitely me i'm very empowered yeah <laughs> yeah i'm like um, you know in, into all this spiritual stuff like yeah and meditation and yoga and all that huh. yeah so can someone be like for example like i'm jewish right can you mm -hmm. be like I'm kind of like Jewish. I'm pretty secular, but mm -hmm. can someone be a witch and also be 
a Jew or Christian or Buddhist or whatever. Totally. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like those two things can kind of coexist. I totally believe so. Yeah. Interesting. So I could have like a Shabbat dinner and then like do like some witchy shit at the Shabbat dinner and like totally. just combine it. Yeah. It's whatever works for you. It's like about eclecticism. As long as like you're not forcing anyone to do any certain thing and no one's getting hurt, like that's what's cool about witchcraft is it's it depends what you ascribe to because some people are Wiccan and there's like very hard rules maybe or if they're pagan, there are different kinds of witchcraft, but the kind I'm talking about is like eclectic where you can grab, choose what you like and leave what you don't. It's like a salad bar. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, I feel like that very, like, once I figured out. Spirituality buffet, if you will. Spirituality buffet. Yes. Yeah. I think a lot of the things that I do for my own mental health, I, I treat it the same way where it's like, yes, there are all these options of ways to feel better um, about my life and to feel less anxious to manage my anxiety. Cause that's just kind of a lifelong thing. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you have at least for me, I guess everyone's different, but I just kind of accepted like, yeah, I've got a chemical imbalance. So I have to work a lot harder to feel quote unquote normal Same on a day-to-day basis. Oh, I'm glad that you relate. So that's kind of why I got into meditating. I've been journaling my whole life. So that I didn't even get into because mental health, I just, Mm. I guess, instinctively something I do, uh, therapy, running, whatever. But it's interesting because there's all these options of things to do. It's like, do I love running? No. Uh, I'll run maybe once a week because I know that I should, but I don't love it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you just pick and choose. And like you're saying, you can pick and choose all these different things and see what works for you. And if you're not hurting anyone and, and it's something that's helping you or helping someone else, mm-hmm. it seems like it would be good. Exactly. Wow. I feel like I'm being recruited. I can't wait. <laughs> yes, When's the next it. meeting? When's the, when is the next coven meeting? Wednesday. I'm in. Every witchy Wednesday. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. See, I didn't know there was a, I was making a joke and now I'm actually, <laughs> no, I'll come. I'll come. I mean, I don't well, know. Basic witches. We release our episodes on witchy Wednesday at 3, 3, 3 a.m., which is the witching hour. Ooh, I love that. So we call I, it witchy Wednesday. I'm big. I'm big on numbers actually. What's, do you have a number that's uh, powerful for you? Ooh, I mean, it changes. The other day I was being followed by the number 23. Mm. Followed. Like, what, Were you listening to too much Blink-182? <laughs> no. Nobody likes you. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> only that I was playing that day. Uh, well, Drew and I were at the <laughs> beach going for a walk and saw the pier was number 23. And then on our walk, we walked past a house that I had said was pretty and it was a number 23. And okay. then like right where we parked was like another house or something. that was 23. Um, so that one's following me, but I especially just love when it's 11, 11, 222, 333 and 444. I like all those as well. Uh, 11, 11, I would say is one of my faves because of like something corporate has that song Constantine. <laughs> I remember that oh, warp tour on the phone and it's 11, 11 and you want to talk and you'll always be my Constantine. So I always think of that and like, you oh see it. Constantine, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I- on a movie screen. My Constantine. I have to listen to that as soon as and we it's, that song also is like 11 minutes long. You know that, right? 
It's I like, did not I, know that. Somewhere between nine and 11 minutes. It's a, it's a long. Wow. It's like their space odyssey. You know? <laughs> it's their 2001 space odyssey. It's very long. Uh, cool. Yes. No, it's a good listen. Uh, but I had actually that that reminds me. You are clairvoyant to bring up 1111 because I can point to and tell you the most recent happiest moment of my life. It, it was uh, the first or second week of April. I was driving back to LA after having spent a month at my parents' house um, during the beginning of the pandemic. And I was just so ready to get back to my apartment and get back to all the artsy fartsy things I do here. (laughs) And I remember I saw on the GPS that I was only an hour away from Los Angeles. Uh, The Flaming Lips, Do You Realize? This is my my very happy song. This is a song that I listened to when I was on Mushrooms. And it's just like, there are a lot of happy memories associated with it. And I see that it's 11-11. And I'm like, well, Katie, you're really happy right now. And it's 11-11. And you're listening to your happy song. You need to make a wish, right? And I was like, so happy that I had tears coming down my face. I was smiling and like crying. And I was alone in my car with my dog. You had like just happy to be alive. Overload. Yeah. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I, my wish was, I wish that in my life that I could ever be as happy as I am right now. And that was it. Mm-hmm. And it was so beautiful. But, and thank you. Yeah. For me, it was so powerful because normally when I make a wish, it's for like a result or a thing or a, a person or something mm-hmm. that I want to achieve. And it wasn't that at all. It was just like, no. This is my new normal. Mm. So I'm trying to hang on to that. I love it's a, that. It's weird. It's very <laughs> off-brand for me to be this happy, Leah. I don't know what to do <laughs> about it. <laughs> seriously, though, that like negativity can be addictive. I used to be addicted to it. it was, it's so much easier to be mean to yourself or mm. to like think negative. It takes less effort, I think. It takes less effort for a few reasons, I think, because one, like if you are in that pattern, even if it's a quote unquote negative pattern, you, that's what you're used to, mm-hmm. right? So like mm-hmm. change is hard and scary. And then the other thing that I've heard before is that, um, and I've th- had therapists explain this to me where I'm like, why can I not escape my negative thoughts? Why is it so hard? Mm-hmm. And the human brain is built t- for problem solving. And we are built to to try and figure out the problem. So when we're cavemen, we're like, okay, how do we go get the food? How do mm-hmm. we do this? Oh, the, we figured out how to make fire. Okay, let's find a new problem. Mm-hmm. And we don't need that that caveman brain now because we've right. figured out how to build fire and how to survive. Exactly. <laughs> we don't need to be in fight or flight. But we but we get into that. I'm actually learning that. I mean, I'm always reminded of that like every day, but especially over the past two weeks, because we've been fostering this cat and, you know, when you rescue an animal, it comes with like baggage and a history and they're scarred and skittish. And you can like, I am just, I empathize with the cat because it has PTSD the same way that I used to, or I still do about some things, you know? So it's like, What's the cat's name? Tell us everything about this cat. Sweet Potato. Yes, and? We named him. He's so cute. He's available to foster. I would love for him to go, or he's available to adopt. I would love for him to go to someone that I can still stalk him forever um, because he's so sweet and so pretty. He's an orange tabby cat with green eyes. How old is he? Do we know? I think he's two. 
Okay. Um, but he was, a, he, yeah. Well, not cuddle. We're working on cuddling, but he loves to play. He's just now like coming out of the shell. He loves to play and loves belly rubs. Um, so yeah, he's, he's so sweet, but he's teaching me compassion about like, it takes time to learn that you're safe and that someone is taking care of you and like that, that, you know, he's okay. And I'm okay. Yeah. I, so is, did you have any pets before this or Mm -hmm. he just, you did. Okay. So is he joining a group of other animals in your house? Oh no. I, I grew up with pets. I don't have a pet. Um, but I have like fostered before. I really like fostering cause it's non-committal and I get like the love of a pet and then I can release them to a, a loving home. That's so nice. Yeah. yeah. It, it's a beautiful thing to foster or to adopt a rescue dog or cat. Um, my dog coconut, when I first adopted her, <laughs> she had very clearly been abused or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was such a beautiful journey to watch her build her confidence and to see that people were safe. I had to kind of force her to hang out with a lot of people in the beginning so that she could understand mm-hmm. that people weren't going to hurt her. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, you do, you do see, you see yourself in these animals and you also like learn so much. I mean, what, what do you think that uh, sweet potato has, has taught you about life? Oh, I mean, sleep is very necessary. <laughs> That's a good one. That's what he's taught me. He sleeps a lot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I feel like animals sleep like 20 out of 24 hours a day. Oh my God. So much. right. So much. Yeah. Well, I think this has been a lovely chat. I want to wrap things up. Okay. If that's okay with you. Yeah. I want to know, I have like a segment that I'm calling hot tips, hot tips, hot tips. And I want to know when Leah Canaver has a bad day, like maybe she tries to do her witchy spell and it doesn't work or you, you're painting your perfect uh, whale, your rainbow whale, and it just doesn't turn out the way that you want it to. So when you're having a bad day and you come home, what is the, is there a song or a food item or a person or a thing that you use that's like a little hack that'll make you feel Mm. better I love taking baths Mm. I love baths bubble baths I bring in like crystals and I'll set an intention um and that's like my me time if I'm like annoyed by something or my day sucked it's really nice to just sit and feel supported and comforted comforted by this like body of water I love um, that. That's cleansing me. Yeah. And ice cream. <laughs> what ice what cream. kind of ice cream? Usually chocolate chip cookie dough or, um, oh my God, boom chocolate cookie core. Ben and Jerry's Ooh. is like top notch. Top notch. That's great. I love and that. I love weed. Shout out to weed. Shout like, out to smoking a fat J after a bad day is like, I know it sounds like a stereotype, but it no. really does. Weed brings me back to the present moment and gets me out of my head. Yeah. Now, I, I kind of, I agree. I, I don't smoke because I'm always worried about hurting my throat, but I, I, I love my gummies. Mm-hmm. I love my gummies. Um, cool. Well, thank you for that hot tip. And 
please tell me how everybody can find you. I mean, you have the Basic Witches podcast. Obviously, that's everywhere. Podcasts can be found. And then we have Leah Knauer on all of the other platforms. Yeah, um, they can go to leahknauer.com. I kind of have everything there. Um, I sell my art there and there's Basic Witches merch. Follow us on Instagram at Basic Witches and follow me at Leah Knauer. L-E-A-H-K-N-A-U-E-R. I love that. Um, Cool. Well, thank you for coming on. Do you have any last words of wisdom for anybody out there who is struggling while they are isolated? It's totally cool to cry behind sunglasses. Oh. (laughs) (laughs) All right. I love you. I love you. This was so fun. Yes. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you enjoyed listening to this episode as much as I did creating it. And I hope it made you feel less alone or less weird about whatever random brain shit you're going through right now. Um, If you want to check out the episode guide, that'll have all of the different books and meditations and um, songs that we discussed. That's on cryingbehindpod.com. Lots of mental health resources on there as well. And if you want to see Leah, she is at Leah Knauer or um, at Basic Witches. And she also has a course called Woman we'll Manifest Some Shit, like Woman Manifest Some Shit. Uh, and it's a really cool course about using your own personal power to be able to manifest your dreams. So that's on her website. Highly recommend. And she also has tarot card readings. She's got art. She's got it all. I mean, she's a Renaissance woman. I love her. And I've been Katie Dahl, your host uh, at Katie Dahl on all the things. And I'll continue to be that person for a while. Thank you so much to everyone who has rated and reviewed this podcast. If you like what you heard, then please get in there. Leave a review. Tell me how you're feeling. Um, It'll make me feel better. It'll make you feel better. And it'll make the whole world just go round. And next time you're sad, just throw on your sunglasses, take a walk outside. And remember, stay cool, stay present, stay sunny. Here, here.